0: bob bernie live
1: and a happy new year and welcome 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 to Bob Bernie live welcome to our listeners in Columbus, Ohio, who fully anticipated hearing me today, but also I have the privilege of welcoming our listeners in Tampa Florida on faith talk seven sixty five seventy and nine ten a m As uh, Bill Bunkley is away from the uh, microphone for a few days, Uh, Bill Bunkley filled in for me last week for a couple of days. This week, I have the privilege of returning the favor. So once again, we are linking Tampa and Columbus together and uh, simulcasting the program. So anyway... Wherever you are listening, welcome, and thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Here is my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483, and of course that number works in Columbus, Ohio. It works in Tampa, Florida. In fact, it works anywhere in the continental United States, And I always love to hear from our listeners. Uh, Hope you had a wonderful and uh, safe New Year's. My wife and I certainly did. Very, very quiet. Uh, And that's okay. At our age, we kind of like quiet. So I don't know what your New Year's was like, but I hope it was safe and uh, God-honoring and Christ-honoring. I'm not sure how many of you watched the football game last night. We here in Ohio probably had a little greater interest uh, since the game was between uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, and the game was played here in Ohio down in Cincinnati. Well, those of us who watched were Absolutely shocked when we saw the play that uh, put a young Buffalo Bills player in cardiac arrest on the field. Um, My goodness, what a shock for everyone watching. Uh, Probably, I don't know what the capacity is for... um, Uh, Cincinnati Stadium, but at 60,000, 70,000, and it fell suddenly silent as DeMar Hamlin fell, uh, and I I think it's appropriate to say lifeless. Uh, We now know that he went into cardiac arrest. His heart did stop, 24 years old, um, in front of thousands of fans uh, live. And uh, millions watching on TV, uh, we watched the medical crew uh, come suddenly onto the field, and then it was it was apparent very very quickly that this was not just your typical injury, as the entire Buffalo Bills team surrounded their player, uh, basically shielding him from the cameras and so forth, which I think was a good thing. And then as we began to watch the response of the players, it was obvious this was extremely serious. Rough, tough football players weeping some uncontrollably, uh, hugging each other, consoling each other. And then the... uh, Uh, The Bengals' team began gathering around them. Uh, Prayer meetings began happening all over the field, small groups, large groups, on their knees praying. And uh, much of the nation waited almost breathlessly to see what was going to happen uh, almost 30 minutes uh, before they actually took him off the field um the, the details were very very slim uh for a, a, obvious reasons uh then there was all the the confusion are, are they gonna replay the are they gonna continue the games and uh, the e s p n reporters continually said that um uh the n f l said uh, five minutes and we'll play the game again. We have found out that that was not true Uh, Ultimately, both teams uh, went back to their locker rooms, and then there was waiting, 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 waiting. And almost an hour after the injury, finally it was announced that the game uh, had been not just suspended, but postponed. There would be no no game. And uh, the latest on that, is that the game is not going to be rescheduled this time or this week, and we don't know whether it will ever be rescheduled again. Uh, DeMar Hamlin is in uh, intensive care uh, in Cincinnati at the only uh, Level 1 trauma center in Cincinnati. He is in critical condition. Uh, one report says his vital signs have returned to normal. That has not been verified. So we, we really don't know. But here's the, here's the takeaway. We in America have exalted sports to Godhead status. We worship the players. Not only do we worship the players, we worship the game. Uh, Americans will do anything. To sacrifice for a game, I have seen people sit in snow. I mean, just blizzard like conditions. Fans in the stands, these stands are absolutely filled. And they think it's such a privilege and such a wonderful thing to sit and freeze. But they're there, they're in the game, and the game is everything, the game is all important. But well, we learned last night the game is really not important. And I was pleased uh, and somewhat surprised at the TV commentators who make a living out of promoting the sport, the game, and how important the game is. How all of them, in unity, so the game is nothing. This young man's health, his future, that is the only thing that is important. And then my, my most important takeaway, prayer, prayer. The entire Buffalo Bills team knelt in prayer as the ambulance went off the field. Uh, sports commentators, probably have not talked about prayer possibly for years on air, continually said, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. Billy Graham many years ago said, within every heart is a God-shaped vacuum. We saw that God-shaped vacuum on full display last night. God is present in times of trouble. God is present in times of tragedy. And there is something within the human heart that drives us, draws us to God when we need him most. Uh, No real update on the condition of Damar Hamlin. Uh, I'll keep watching the news sources and uh, let you know if there are any updates. We here, and I hope you, will pray for this young man, his family, and pray that somehow God will receive the glory.
0: Bob Bob Bernie Live. Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: Again, welcome in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome in Tampa, Florida. My name is Bob Bernie, and I am your host today. Thank you for joining me. Just one other comment on the uh, incident from last evening. The uh, Buffalo Bills player... DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical condition uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, I told my wife, Joy, several times last evening, we've never seen anything like this. This has never happened. Several of the commentators last night said, uh, this is unprecedented. This has never happened. Well, that's not actually true. This does not in any way diminish what happened last night, and I hope no one would take it as such. But this has happened before. In fact, it happened in 1971 in Detroit. Uh, A Detroit Lions player by the name of Chuck Hughes, he was uh, 28 years old at the time, uh, collapsed on the field, and actually died on the field. Uh, He was not pronounced dead until he was taken to the hospital where he was officially pronounced dead at 5.34 p.m. that afternoon. Uh, But everyone on the scene said that he was... he died of a major uh, heart issue. Uh, He had undetected heart issues. Um, In fact, he had played... Uh, in the uh, play, and then was returning back to the bench. And on his way back to the bench, uh, grasped his chest, fell to the ground, and uh, probably died as he uh, uh, hit the ground. He was taken to Henry Ford Hospital, pronounced dead at 5.34 p.m. Now, and I don't mean to trivialize it, but One interesting thing is, last evening, I think everyone in unison said, how can you continue the game? You can't continue the game. Call the game. All of the uh, commentators said it. I think it was unanimous. Uh, My wife and I were both saying, call the game. The only thing that's important is this young man. It is not the game that's important. Well, back on October 24th, 1971, they continued the game. Uh, Chuck Hughes was taken off the field, uh, presumed to be dead, and uh, after a short break, play resumed, and they continued the game. Um. Does that indicate some kind of change in our priorities between nineteen seventy one and today uh, i would I would certainly certainly hope so uh, all right uh, the House of Representatives has a new contingent new members have been sworn in there is now a very slight Republican majority. Uh, Conservatives and Republicans have been saying, this is what we need, this is what we need, and this great, we're going to have a Republican majority. I'm not so sure. For the first time in over 100 years, we do not have a Speaker of the House after two votes. Two votes have been taken... If all of the Republicans would simply get together, then Kevin McCarthy would be the Speaker of the House. That is not the case. In the second vote that was taken just not long ago, here are the numbers. Hakeem Jeffries, 212 votes. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. He's a Democrat. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a Democrat, but he's received 212 votes. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican, has received 203 votes. Wait, 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 wait. So we now have a Republican majority in the House, and a Democrat has received more votes for Speaker of the House than a Republican. Uh Uh-huh. Nineteen votes went to Representative Jim Jordan. Now, Jim Jordan is from here in Ohio. Great man. Love Jim Jordan. He's a personal friend. He's been on this program many times. I have enormous respect for Jim Jordan. But guess what? Jim Jordan nominated Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan voted for Kevin McCarthy. And yet, nineteen Republicans have, well, rebelled even against the leadership of Jim Jordan and voted for Jim Jordan. We now have two votes. We have no Speaker of the House. The uh, 19 Republicans are demanding that Kevin McCarthy withdraw. That has never happened in American history. I can think of all kinds. Shooting yourself in the foot demonstrating to America that maybe you have not earned the right to lead? Are you kidding me? Yes, these are the Republicans, sadly. We'll be back.